This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Okay, I don't, if anybody is down on their face or anything, don't, you don't have to leave anywhere you are. Um, and you don't have to leave unless you feel too, Maddie. <clears throat> it's so beautiful when the whole evening just, just literally smoothly glides into the spirit of exactly what's in my heart. Um, you know, this whole, this, the theme is um, the living, Jesus, the living word. And um, I came across a passage of scripture a bit ago, and um, not tonight, but just this one particular translation to me really speaks this truth um, from the point of what I know God is doing in all of our hearts here and so. And so I want to read it to you from the Passion Translation, and it's Proverbs 5, starting at verse 20. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you, and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then, as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So, above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Be free from using perverse words, no matter what. And I I just want to kind of look at tonight, and I want you to hear my heart, because the beauty of what Um, Jesus is doing by his spirit in all of our lives not just now in the body of Christ in the earth and not just in the church world but just what what Jesus does with the truth you know biblical truth is so rich and so full and vast and the amazing thing is is that it's built to speak to every single one of us personally personally you know it's it's so crazy because um, we can all you know you might have somebody that says oh my goodness I got the passion translation you got to get the passion translation um, because it'll speak to you it speaks to me and so we run out when there's a new translation and we get the new translation and the thing is is that as the children of God, God can take the King James. God could take. Um, this is what's. This is what's wild. When my daughter w- was not even reading yet, she was not even reading it. But she had already gotten baptized in the Spirit. She got baptized in the Spirit at five. Truly baptized in the Spirit. I mean, she had a language that just poured out of her as a child, and. She would take her Bible. She wasn't even completely reading yet. And she would take her Bible and she would sit with it and she would take her highlighter. And because she had seen me read my Bible and highlight specific verses. And she would 
I would watch her alone in her room and she would be highlighting like entire, you know, like page after page, completely yellow. She couldn't even read it, but he was speaking to her. He was developing in her a love for the word. I watched it happen before she could even read. How does he do that? I don't know. I don't know. But it spoke to my heart so powerfully and still does because we think we can read and let me study. And I love studying. I love looking at the Greek, the Hebrew, the ancient languages. But that's not why he speaks to me. That's a pattern with me, you know, looking up words in the dictionary or whatever. There's just ways. And so when I found this, and it said, then as you unwrap my words, and I want to encourage you tonight, he's not looking or critiquing or telling you how to come to him so that he can unwrap his words with you. You're, you're unwrapping them, but I mean, he's, he's going to show you how. And so even, even I've had times where I sit in a service and maybe I don't feel a thing. Or even my own time, my private time at home, and I'm like, I love you, Jesus, and I know you're here, but I don't feel a thing. I don't feel a thing. Anybody else, those kind of times, it doesn't matter how mature you are with God, how immature, it doesn't matter. He intends to draw us to a place where we unwrap his words personally. How is he ministering to us? How is he drawing our hearts tonight? It's so... It's so beautiful when even starting right in our prayer time, people begin to bubble and share. He's doing something among us because it's not been like that every week. Progressively, we are individually unwrapping his word, getting the nerve to step out, feeling confident, whatever. I mean, still after all these years of ministry, I'm still growing in those kind of areas, stepping past my own insecurities. Because, you know, you can get past them, and then there's things that happen in life that push you back into a ditch. Or maybe steal truth or, or try to diminish what you know you've gotten. And so really delve with him. What, how does, do you maybe sit quietly with him? And he would say, you're unwrapping my words to you. Sometimes just letting his peace cover us is unwrapping his words. You know, I think sometimes, and this, this probably disturbs me more than anything else, is to, to have people look at people and say, this is how you should act if you're a Christian. You know, it's not to say that there aren't guidelines in this truth. Do you all hear me? Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying there are no boundaries, no guidelines, nothing that's improper. I'm not saying that. It's just that there should be one that tells us that. Anything a teacher or a pastor or a spiritual guide shares should cause us to go to him. Should cause us to go and say, Jesus, unwrap this truth for me. Because I know through the years when I've just obeyed, and that, you know, blessing follows obedience. Okay, that's scripture. 
It's always the truth. You'll get blessing. But God wants us to have more than blessing. He wants us to have intimacy. He wants us to be so wound up in him, so focused. So this passage says, Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health in the very core of your being. It doesn't say when you do it the way you've been taught to do it in church. Then it'll un- No. It says when you come to him, even just setting a time, if it's three minutes, and you say, I'm coming to you, Jesus. I'm coming to you, Father. I'm coming to you, Holy Spirit. You know, different people say different things. Some people that I've ministered to, they have a real difficult time looking at Father God for some reasons resulting from their own fathers. If that's not a sin. Didn't he give us the privilege of three aspects of himself? But he says it will open you up in ways where you'll actually live. My daughter was being opened up in ways she had no idea at five what was happening. She was doing what she had learned. Love this word and highlight. These words are important, so let's brighten. Let's show where I go. It's funny because there were certain things that she, when she got older, she had done both ink, pen, underline, and that, and they were places of refuge for her as she got to the point where she could actually read. So above all, guard the affections of your heart. Guarding the affections of your heart isn't just standing against an enemy called the devil who would like to steal truth from you. Guarding your interior is guarding it from the legalistic perspective that can try to creep in, sometimes from well-meaning people. Try to creep in and assault your relationship with God. Is this making sense to you guys? I just think this is so important, that one word, unwrap. See, you have the right to say, okay, Jesus, am I unwrapping your truth? And don't assume he's going to say, no, quite frankly, you're not very disciplined. Because if he knows that would crush you or put a burden on your soul, he's not going to speak to you like that. I didn't discipline my children when they were five the same way I did when they were 15. God knows what we can handle. And you know, some people will say, well, you're a little too mushy. You're too into the feelings. You're, you're not into the principles of truth. Oh, I'm totally into the principles of truth. I just know that there's only one that can tell me what they mean for my life. And there's only one who can tell me what they don't mean for my life. Guard the affections of your heart. The King James Version says... Keep your heart with diligence. Keep it. You know, sometimes keeping my heart with diligence is to sit and resist anything that begins to try to assault my relationship with God. Those things that come in and say, you know, you've really not been acting the way you should lately. Well, it's a new moment. I might have acted like a lunatic 15 minutes ago, but it's a new. I mean, when the scripture says his mercies are new every morning, you know, when... When truth dawns on your soul, good morning, it's a new day. Seriously. No, I'm being really serious because these are some things he's ministered to me in the unwrapping. We, in our correct doctrine, 
We've even taken the new birth and reduced it to a one-time date instead of once I've come into this awakening. He can awaken me at any moment. He can, he can take me and I may have learned something one way and then I find myself in a place where I know, oh, wow, it's way deeper than that and it goes far beyond that and it's much more safe for me than I had realized. And so he would say to keep your heart, Kathy, you've got to quit judging yourself. So guard the affections of your heart. Another way we can guard the affections of our heart is to just say to him, you know, I've had some people say to me, I don't love the word. I don't really even want to read the word. And I don't, I'm not going to judge that. You know, it's kind of like saying, um, when, when my kids were younger, you know, they had appetites for certain foods and no appetite for other foods. So I went to my pediatrician because some of the appetites they didn't have, they didn't want like some healthy things. Like when I weaned them, they didn't want milk. None of my kids drank milk after they were weaned. So I go to my pediatrician. He was an old guy, and I loved him so much. And he said, why are you worried about that? Humans are the only creature that give milk, another creature's milk, to their children after they wean them. And I'm like, but isn't there like calcium and vitamins? And he said, yes. But he he taught me like their taste buds change every two to six weeks. Just keep introducing what you feel they should have. And then if they choose to not like it, you can't change them. And so I, I say that because God reintroduces things to us. And he'll come from one angle and we don't can't understand it, and then he'll come from another angle. And so tonight I really want you to go free in this principle of, in your personal way, be alone with God and unwrap his truth to you. And let him minister to you that it's like a Christmas present. Get excited of what might be in there. One time my mom had a particular... um, she had had a small wedding set, and then there was another wedding set that Dad had shown her, and she loved it. And, of course, it was much more, you know, whatever. I'm not into crazy stuff, but she was. And this one particular Christmas, um, he asked me to help him wrap. He had gotten her the, the diamond ring, and it was in a you know, tiny box, and he put it in progressively larger boxes until he had a box. And so my mom saw that box. You know, Christmas morning, Dad gives her that box. And she was so excited because she couldn't imagine what it was. And she would open, and the next one's wrapped up with a bow and paper and everything. And she was more excited, but then she started after about the third or fourth box. She was like, he's playing a trick on me. Oh, he was, but it was a beautiful trip. So she, it, it must have been like 10 boxes. By the time she got to the tiny one, she was kind of spent. And she opened the diamond and just started crying and not even like with excitement. (laughs) But dad wasn't reassuring her as she got to each box like, I really love you, babe, and I know what you want. But God in the unwrapping, even when you don't feel that it's him, he will talk to our hearts and say, when you get to the center, you're going to love the flavor. Just keep coming back to me. 
just keep unwrapping. Spend time, whatever that means to you. You know, back in the day, they would say, well, you know, your driving time, that's not your private time with God. Really? Why? It's the only place where there's nobody else. You know, especially if you've got little children. The ride to work might be the only place that you're not either nursing a baby or changing a diaper. Are you all with me? Because no one can tell me what's the right place to be alone with Jesus but Jesus. I could sit here and close my eyes right now, lay the mic down, and you all would be like, where'd she go? Jesus bid me come. I've seen worship leaders that will be so submitted until they sense Jesus bids them come. And they might go right past technical boundaries. In uh, You guys, please hear my, hear my heart. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Totally past the boundaries of what is propriety. And that's part of why, you know, even I feel like the Lord said, open up Wednesday nights to let people just practice honoring their own heart. So keep your heart, guard your affections, for they affect all that you are. Think about it. You know, I used to think about that because I come from a very evangelistic um, upbringing in a particular denomination. And so that would be like all that I am so that I can be that for others. But Jesus wants us to realize that's so that we can have the enjoyment of life in the presence of God. So it's, it affects all that we are. Like there are some things we let in and it's the way someone else has unwrapped the word and they've shared it with us and we've thought, mm, I'm not that deep. Let me just take their revelation. Anybody ever done that? I've done it. And, but it never, it doesn't feel like anything. It's almost like, you know, kid, my kids not wanting the food and they eat it and they're like, okay, mom, you say it's healthy, but I hate it. They affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. Again, not a judgment, but I encourage you to pursue personal time. Like, press even deeper into your personal time. Because I even saw tonight in our prayer time, more people shared. Y'all are, like, opening up. And I think even as a group, we're letting it out. Would you agree? I mean, something, there's a, a liberty that... I can give permission, but just like I've given permission for a lot of time, but Jesus is doing something. So that's not me just giving permission. That's you all yielding into something that's happening in your hearts. That's so beautiful. Any idea how supernatural that is? Okay, I'm going to say something, and you guys hear my heart. In the church atmosphere, that's miraculous. For people to just let themselves go and say what they're feeling in that moment. Nothing again, just observations. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from the flows, from there flows the wellspring of life. I said the dishonest, all of that stuff. Let me go to, because um, I want to read you another scripture. Jesus said, are you weary? This is in Matthew 11, um, starting in verse 28. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. Why would we go to him? To unwrap his word. Not just to be obedient children of God. 
Then come to me, I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm your oasis. You know those pictures you see, especially this time of year, like island travel? In the wintertime, they always want to tease you and tempt you with pictures of island travel, and it'll flash up in the middle of Instagram posts, and you know, and you see, and some, sometimes people will repost and say, this is my dream today, and I'm like, ugh, yes. I can smell the sea air. I can feel the salt in my nostrils. You know, the cold water, the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Let's call Alicia and book a trip. I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. He's not talking there about the day you got born again or get born again. He's like, in the simplicity of the day, Join your life with me in the simplicity of this momentary thought when you think everyone is working my last nerve. I had a nephew. He's now 50. I cannot even believe it. But anyways, got a nephew that's 50, actually 52, I think. Anyways, when he was a little boy and he would get really, really frustrated, he would say, I hate all the people. It was so cute. And I so could relate. You know, even as a teenager, I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> Ever felt that way, though? Like, you don't really. But in the moment, you have no energy. People are working your last nerve. You're just thinking, like, who are these people? Like, you know, some of them I've lived with for 150 years. And you just feel like, that's what you feel like. Right there, we can close our eyes and go to an oasis. A place where that's just my emotions right now. That's just my temperament has been pressurized with everybody else's temperament. Ever just wished, like, you know, could we, why did God make us feeling beings? Because it's not just we don't want to feel, but everybody else's stuff. I feel that too. Anybody else feel everybody else's stuff? Most of the time, I just love and I'm cool with it. But then there's those times that I need to say, okay, Jesus. You said, come to you. I'm coming to you. I give you permission to change my attitude right here. I'm admitting. I have to do that. But see, that's because I recognize my interior needs to belong to him, even in moments like that. It doesn't help for me to feel guilty and say, this isn't the way Christians should act. Really? No, no. Oh, I almost said something. (laughs) No joke. No joke. I know that that's not how Christ would act. Right? That's so funny, isn't it? You all really do know me. <laughs> One time when I was teaching in the training center, and I was, it was in my really early years, and I got so passionate one night in the Holy Spirit class, and I came so close to saying something, and we were always recorded always. And um, I came so close. I mean, literally, like, the way I would describe it is a word, and it wasn't a vulgar, vulgar, but I mean, it wasn't something you generally say in church. And I was like, for emphasis, I was making this statement, it flew up out of me, and I'm not kidding you, it felt like the word, literally, like the spit for the word was on the end of my tongue. And I realized, and I was like, and it, it came back, and I, I went home, and I all the way home, I praised Jesus. I praised him. I I just like had this oasis in the car and he was like, see how much I care about you? See how I protect you? See how when you yield to me, 
You yielded to me in a moment. And where do you think you got the strength to stop that sentence? And I was like, you're kidding me. Like, that was you? I just thought that was my fear and my condemnation. He said, no, no, that was me. So even even with propriety or behaving appropriately so that others aren't, you know, don't think like, oh, I'm not receiving from her anymore because she'd be crazy and whatever. He will guard us even in those places. Join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. Learn my ways. When I was in my um, denomination of origin, learning his ways meant uh, you know, how I handled my life out here. But Jesus wants to show us his ways of relating to Father God. Hello? I know it's late. I know everybody's tired. But that's some of it. It's not just be a good Christian and behave good out here and do church stuff and tick all the boxes and pay your tithes and take communion and don't cuss and all this. No. He said, I'm going to teach you my ways, how I got intimate with the Father. You want to know how I didn't trip up and separate from the Father? See, Sin is a word we always think of dirty deeds rather than the only reason we can do dirty deeds is because we've separated ourselves kind of in our thinking from God. Then we're capable of anything. But the real issue is in the interior, the connection to him. Sitting in the oasis where condemnation doesn't take you captive. Are you all with me? learn my ways, you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. You know, refreshment and rest can sometimes just be relief. You'll find relief in me. If there's a drastic, desperate need for something on the planet right now, it's relief. Relief. And some Christians feel like it'll happen when everything turns around and goes the Christian way. But it'll never turn around and go the Christian way if Jesus, I mean, if if Christians don't learn the ways Jesus says we can walk with God. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Oh my goodness. That turns me on like crazy, like way crazy. So tonight, what I want you to take away is the idea of unwrapping his word, unwrapping his, your way of unwrapping his word. Do you know that it's not even like I'm telling you how to do it tonight. I'm telling you to talk to him about how you should do it. He may tell you, my precious daughter, Oh, my precious son, you've been unwrapping my word. Wouldn't that be encouraging to hear? That you, that's what you're doing. You're unwrapping. Every time we sit and ponder something, we're unwrapping it. Every time something rises inside me to stop me from taking a cuckoo move. It's the result of having unwrapped his word. Or maybe even in that moment, I watched... Um, I watched a 
video podcast today, this morning early, and um, I was so captivated by some things that, that these women were talking about um, because it was so personal, and every one of them shared differently aspects of how the word had affected them. And, and I sat there, and some of, the, some of their scriptures that are their, like, you know, vitamins for life scriptures, I listened, and I could literally feel myself unwrapping what he had spoken to me through those scriptures further. Like, wow, Lord, sitting here with sisters that I have never even met, but were sisters, you know, five women sharing their heart. And all I could think about was us here, the way as we share what we already know is going to get vast and increase and spread. And there's no need for comparison. There's no need to scrutinize yourself or one another. Just keep drinking into the truth in whatever your way is. So guard your interior, but maybe not in the typical way. You know, sometimes we think, well, I've got to be teachable. That means anyone that's teaching truth, I need to drink in what they're saying. If I'm saying anything tonight that is making you feel, or whatever, you know, seriously, you're not obligated to drink it. And I don't say that like, you know, like with any animosity or anything. Seriously, that's part of our guarding our hearts. Um, Not every teacher is for every person. Not every spiritual guide is for every person. We have a right to to eat what is actually food God is sending to us. Are you all with me? I hope so, because if there's anything that I feel really strongly about in so, particularly this year, it's that truly Jesus wants to unlock each of our perceptions to perceive his truth in ourselves, deeply in ourselves. To perceive truth. What will direct my life by the Spirit? Because in Romans 8.14, the Word of God says that the mature sons are led by the Spirit. It doesn't say they're led by teaching or podcasts. or doesn't even say they're led by the Bible. Truths come out of the Bible, but they come as actual Spirit of truth, Jesus the living Word, by His Spirit not just because it's been put together in a leather-bound book by publishers or by writers inspired by God. Jesus and the Holy Spirit and Father God take these truths and then in turn inspire us personally. Are you all with me? Because I feel like this is just a really important thing for all of us at this point. We all go to different places. You all go to different jobs. You touch into different areas. Some of that can be incredibly difficult. You may come in contact, whether it's through the computer screen, Zoom calls. Um, Some of you may go periodically into the office. I know Nick goes literally into the hospital setting. You've got kids that you're sitting on the bus with, Allison. And so we're going into these areas where we literally can unwrap truth in our lives. And when we sit in those different areas and when we interact with other humans... The truth himself, Jesus the living word, 
can begin to come out of our pores, out of our spiritual pores, out of emanate from our existence into the planet because we've come to him and we've allowed him to be our oasis. We've allowed him to be a place where we go for refreshing, for calmness, to be reassured, to be rekindled, to be stabilized. Sometimes I feel like, gosh, Lord, you're my sanity. I've literally said that to him before. And I'm not talking 15 or 20 years ago. I'm talking maybe 15 or 20 minutes ago. No, not tonight, because I'm with you guys, so it wasn't 15 or 20. But I mean, there are things that go on in life. There's things that go on in our families. And we have to stop and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to unwrap some things right now, maybe even re-unwrap things that are in me that are stabilizing me, Jesus, so that I don't get distracted by the unfolding of my life path. So I hope this has um, encouraged you all some because we have a right to be honest and, and not just spout fluff and, and think that we have to say everything that happens in the church setting blesses us and everything every teacher says blesses us. No. Sometimes it's like, okay, Jesus, I'm just having too many words. There's too many words. There's too many words. What are your words, Jesus? One time I was going through a difficult time. I'm going to close with this. And I, was, um, I, I, I wasn't thinking I was hearing from him. And I went down to spend some time with my sister. This was some years back, quite a few years back. And we went to um, this antique kind of thing that's down in the valley. And I came into this one little cubby hole of this one artisan. And um, sitting on the shelf was this rustic little wood plaque just a thing you set on a windowsill. In fact, it's on my windowsill in my kitchen next to my Erica plant. And it just said, simplify. And so I'm going, I'm going through this place. You, you talk about unwrapping. I mean, I'd been praying, Lord, there's just too much. There's just too much. And, but I was trusting. And so you just, sometimes when you're in those seasons, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And so I walk into this artisan's little cubby, and there sits this, and I, I kid you not, I look at just the word simplify written on a wood block and I stopped in my tracks and I knew Jesus had spoken to me. I knew he had spoken to me. He had just spoken. One word, simplify. So of course I bought the plaque. The little, it's just little, you know. I don't know, maybe an inch and a half by four inches and it sits on my windowsill. But it reminds me doesn't have to be as difficult as I make it. I don't have to understand everything. I don't have to have the answer or the keys to my future. He does. I don't have to understand, will this pandemic ever end? In him, it's already ended. In fact, in him, it never started. Though it's a fact, it doesn't have the right to distract me from the path I was on with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I encourage you, let him teach you and guide you in unwrapping further and further. Continue to come on Wednesday nights knowing that you have a right to share your heart. You have things to say. Whether anybody else recognizes or is able to interpret what you're saying, spirit can flow. Just the same as when my daughter would highlight her Bible before she could even read. Jesus was speaking to her. So please... Let him be generous with you and then be generous 
everywhere where you go in the world, just share your heart, share your life, share your confidence as he gives it to you. Amen? Father God, we love you so much. We love you so much. Lord Jesus, we treasure. We treasure you. And just as that song said, we will never know how huge the price was for you to carry our sin. But you did. We will never understand that. Never even understand the plan of our Heavenly Father to put it on you. But it worked. And so we thank you that we can literally just sink into the truth of our relationship with you. We are one with you. And every moment of every day, with every breath, you're teaching us to unwrap the truth you have for each one of us individually. And so I thank you that right now, Jesus, you're saving in this room. You're saving. And when you save us personally, anyone we ever touch, you're releasing salvation to them. So we thank you for the simplicity of your plan. We say it's beyond figuring out. Yep. So we can be simple about it. We don't need to know. The supernatural divine power of your love works. Just works. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Have a beautiful week. Mm. Come. Um, when we were worshiping, all I kept hearing was intimacy. And then Pastor Kathy starts talking about it, and then the scripture comes. And this is what I want to pray over us tonight. It's Ephesians 1.17. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling, that is, the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones.